The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Big Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Stephen Mill and I'm joined by my partner in crime, Ewan Cameron. Hello. If you were to commit a crime, what would it be? Oh. I mean, I think... If you could definitely, definitely get away with it and you wouldn't have to go to jail, what crime would you commit? I'd rob a bank. Okay. If I could get away with it. Yeah. And there's no chance of being caught. No chance of being caught. I'd take a million pound out of a bank and walk away. Okay. Do you think that banks keep large cash deposits nowadays? Don't they have a safe like in the back of the building? I think they do. Like a big vault thing. Is it not kind of obsolete now because everything's online and... You know. Well, I'd go to the um, the central bank you'd, in London. So you'd rob a central bank. The central bank of London. The so bank of England. The bank of England. I'd be I'd be knocking on the so wall. Be, the bank of England. It would actually be. They have gold, so it'd be gold bullion. But that'd be too heavy to run away with. How much is a gold bullion worth? Producer Chris, get on to that. Producer Chris, yeah, get on to that because how many gold bullion would I, I think, need to steal to get to a million pounds? I think a gold bullion bar is probably worth a few grand. Is what I would suggest. A bar is worth a few grand. So if you want to get to a million, no, it's more than that, is it? No. No. Producer Chris, can you find it? How much weight are we talking? I can tell you weight amounts of one gram to one kilogram. A one kilogram, one kilogram gold, gold, gold. 31 grand. 31 grand. So if I want to get to a million, You'd how many billions? How many bars do I need to buy steel? So that would be three, would be 93, so 93, so three, about mm. 30. 32. Aye, 30 odd. And so a half. 32 and a half gold bars. I'm not getting away with that in a rucksack, am I? Well, no, but you're never, that's what I'm saying. You're not going to get caught by this. Yeah, no, but how am I going to carry that out with it? With That'd be a lot. That's more than 32 kilograms. So. Same, same weight as a 10 year old child. <laughs> So you're looking at about what four? How how what's the average um, weight of a ten year old child? About thirty kilograms. Have you put that? Have you actually googled that? Yeah. So that so thirty kilos. I could carry thirty kilos for a bit. Yeah. I'd need a car. Okay. Yeah. Or, yeah. or a van. We'll provide you with a car. For yeah. That so yeah, well. I'm going so you're to robbing a central bank. I'd, I'd rob the Bank of England and take thirty two gold bars. But then what would you do to it? What would you do with the gold? Because then you would have to get rid of the gold. You can't even just walk into a shop and no, spend No, I up. would take it to a furnace and melt it down. Just a random furnace? You, just, you, a, just, I'd just go to a random furnace and yeah. melt it down and turn them into coins so it'd be easier to carry around. Right. And then I'd sell the coins individually. To who? To people who are into gold and those people are... Um, like gold dealers like I'd go to like a cash converter right. who take your gold and your Aye, but they give you a rubbish price uh, well I mean the, so the, if, if you get uh, if you walk in with a million pounds worth they're offering you about 42 pounds or something so like that's what they do that's their entire business yeah what would uh, nah, nah, you, you wouldn't steal gold bars because how the hell do you go and sell that well you're the one who said that you would yeah so. I know but then that sounds quite daft when you think about it yeah that's what I'm saying. It's actually quite hard to think about committing a crime. Right, so see when someone does steal something of substance, like a painting. Say somebody went into the Louvre. Is uh, it the Louvre? The Louvre. The Louvre. And they stole the Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. Who are they selling that to? You'd probably... Again, if you're at that level of expertise and you're stealing the Mona Lisa... You've got a buyer waiting. You've probably got a buyer waiting who'll have some... You know, rich billionaire or whatever yes. it was, and they'll keep it behind a screen somewhere, exactly, and only show it to a few people in their close circle. And press a button, the screen opens up, and there's a the Mona Lisa. I would imagine so. I think the security surrounding the Mona Lisa would be quite hefty, though. Yeah, but you do read about, and I remember watching a documentary on Netflix about some of the uh, some paintings that had been stolen over the years. There's one, there was a there was a big painting um, stolen. Was it a Van Gogh, maybe, or okay. something? And it was worth eight point nine million pounds, and we've still not found it. Right. And somebody's got it. Mm-hmm. Somebody's bought it. Yeah, definitely. And it'll never be found again. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, why why did we start talking about that? So this I've, is a really weird podcast, by the way. Because I said my partner in crime. Ah, okay. And then asked you about crime. Uh, so by the way, Ewan, we've had some listener feedback from Mark Sugden. He's got in touch. There's nothing wrong with the name Sugden. Ewan said that Sugdens should change their name. You said that on last week's podcast. That's my brother-in-law's brother's name. Mark Sugden. Is it him? 
don't know. Because my 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 uh, sister is married to Peter Sugden. Peter Sugden's a shit name. <laughs> and I wish she hadn't changed it to Sugden. Mark is his brother's name, so I wonder if it's Mark that's having a pop at me there. Probably. Probably. You're causing ruptures in the family yet again. We um, we had the family round on Saturday night for a beef curry. Mm-hmm. And How'd Mark, you get on? And, and uh, Peter Sugden was there. Peter, Mark, Peter Sugden does sound like somebody for Coronation Street. Yeah, and uh, my sister Kelly Sugden was there, Abby Sugden the daughter, and uh, Chloe Sugden the daughter um, as no well Mark was there. Sugden. No Mark Sugden, no. Okay. Um, and we did um, talk about his, his, his rubbish name. Hmm. And uh, we asked him if he'd change it by Depot to Cameron. He wasn't having any of it. Okay, fair enough. By the way, we've reached the final week of the Scottish Premiership. We'll also look back on what happened at the weekend there. We had big wins for St Johnston and Hearts, drop points by Celtic, and a huge defeat for Dundee United, and loads more as well. Plus, the playoffs in the lower leagues are pretty much done and dusted, apart for the Championship ones. Three teams winning promotion over the weekend. So we'll chat about that. We'll recap all the results, plus all the terrible VR decisions from over the weekend. We'll go through your shouts for the Scottish football was the Middle Isle in Aldi. And while you're listening, go and find the Big Scottish Football Podcast on Twitter and give us a follow. We're at Big Football Scott. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook too. Just search for the Big Scottish Football Podcast and make sure you're subscribed to whichever podcast provider you are listening to us with. And give us a big, fat, juicy five-star as well. Right, let's move on to the football then, and we will start chronologically as we like to do in the Scottish Premiership. So it was Saturday lunchtime, it was the big one. It was Hearts versus Aberdeen at Tynecastle, and let's be honest, 2 1 flattered Aberdeen. Very much so. The only thing that ruined the day for me was getting into Edinburgh for work and having to deal with Beyonce fans. Lots of Beyonce fans on Saturday. Lots of Beyonce fans heading into Edinburgh. This Saturday, Harry Styles fans. Busy. 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 Um, So the game was also moved to 12.30 because Beyonce was on stage at uh, Murrayfield at 8pm. Doors opened at Murrayfield for four, which is why the Hearts game was moved. So the train was mobbed for the Beyonce fans. But um, what a great result for Hearts and thoroughly deserved as well. We absolutely battered Aberdeen and I know we're going to get to uh, VAR WTF very, very soon. Barry Robson was greeting again. Uh, can I just point out, since Barry Robson has been put in charge of Aberdeen as manager of the football club, permanently, yeah, he's yet to win a game. He's yet to win a game as manager of Aberdeen Football Club. And they were poor yesterday and they were poor last week against Hibs. And he was making all sorts of excuses in the media conference. Barry, you got battered on the day. Just accept defeat and move on. The pressure's now on and he's feeling it. Because we've got a tricky game against St Mirren on Wednesday night at Pataudry after St Mirren's fantastic result against Hearts Celtic. Also got a tricky game at Ibrox on Wednesday night as well. Yes, but um, I would love for Rangers to play the kids. Because I think, <laughs> I, 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 do, I do think that um, at this time of the season, you should give some of the fringe players an opportunity to show what they've got. To be I, fair, I, Michael I, Beale did do that yesterday he against did, And I hope they do more of it on Wednesday as well. But they beat Hibs comfortably and yesterday. How funny would that be if, um, if, if Michael Beale puts out the... The, the kids against Hearts just to wind up the Aberdeen fans I mean who'd have thought it Rangers and Hearts colluding I mean that's that's like a wet dream for you I and mean, Cameron across I mean, there I mean it would, would be very funny if you put out the B team in, against Hearts best team and they get beat 3-0 that would be funny in terms of the actual game on Saturday oh, we were brilliant um, Aberdeen obviously took the lead uh, Pollock from the corner really poor defending Xander Clark flapping about and not for the first time not either. Not for the first time, that. Um, so, Craig Gordon should be back for next season, I would imagine. Fingers so crossed. We'll see what happens. And then Josh Dinelli with a brilliant goal uh, in off the post. Goal of the season. Better than the. I think it's better Humphreys. than Humphreys. Better I, than Marco Harris. Better than Marco Harris. It's not better, it's better than, than Humphreys. It's, it's not. You nah, could have three goalkeepers. It was a great goal. It was you, a really good there goal. There could have been three goal, goalkeepers in there. You could have had the goalkeeper that was for Aberdeen, Kelly Roos. You could have had Craig Gordon and you could have had Alan McGregor in there and that would have still hit the top corner. You know, people say that, right? People say, oh, you could have you could have three goalkeepers there and they wouldn't have saved it. But I actually think having three goalkeepers would be a bit of a problem because they'd get in each other's way. Well, that's what I'm saying. So they would... Well, well not, if, not if you discussed it <laughs> so beforehand. I, I, you take the right post, you no, take the left post, I'll take the middle. I, I think that that's... Because then what happens if they shoot in between? 
Who goes for it? Who goes for it? Are they clashing heads, do so you think? They're clashing heads, they're clashing everything. I think that having three goalkeepers wouldn't be a good thing. So you think you still got a good chance of scoring a goal against three goalkeepers? Because even two goalkeepers, who goes if it's down the middle? Or do you go back in front? Like, how how do you defend that? So you just think it'd be chaos in the penalty it'd box? It'd be chaos. I don't think I don't f- think football's a game for having more than one goalkeeper. <laughs> so I think that example um, is a poor example, Ewan. But so it was a great goal. It was a great goal. Uh, Shanklin's finish was lovely as oh, well. Oh, what really a nice finish. finish. I mean, that's, that's the finish of a top-class, world-class striker. I'm not saying for a second that Lauren Shanklin's a world-class striker. I'm saying the finish was world-class. If that's scored by, for example, Erling Harland. Erling, Erling Harland? Erling Harland. Erling? It's Erling, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Erling. It's not Erling Harland. It's no R in Harland? No. It's Erling. It's, so, it's H-double-A-L-A-N-D. So the, the R is in Erling. Erling? Erling. Haaland is it double A or double L is it double L double A but no double L because that would be Holland (laughs) if you have an A and a double L that's Hall as in the Hall Uh so Haaland Haaland so double A yeah anyway so Erling Haaland if that goal was scored by him that would be getting repeated and repeated and repeated all day on Sky Sports they'd be talking about the world class finish and the cross that comes in from De Bruyne it's a cross from Cochrane and it's a world-class finish from Lauren Shanklin. He's got that in his armoury and that's why I'm really worried that he will not be a Hearts player next season because he is a fox in the box. You put the ball in front of him, he's going to put it in the back of the net. Two points the gap between Hearts and Aberdeen now. Hearts, as I mentioned, go to Ibrox on Wednesday. Then it's the Edinburgh Derby to finish off the season. Uh, Hibs are out of the race for third place, pretty much. That's done now. Um, See, with that result yesterday... Sorry, we'll get to Hibs in just a second. That result for Hibs against Rangers guaranteed Aberdeen European football. Yeah, so Aberdeen can only finish fourth. Yes. Or third now. Yes. Um... We'll see what happens. Uh, Hearts haven't won an away game since December. It's going to change on Wednesday. Okay, right, fair enough. I think we get a result against Rangers and we'll need a wee favour from St Mirren. So I would say... Let's do do the maths on this. Hold on a second. Rangers in their last couple of games have played pretty well. Oh, they've been good. And what makes you think that Hearts can go to Ibrox and win? I think it'd be funny. I think Rangers, in the back of their head, would like to screw Aberdeen over. They've got nothing to play for Rangers. Put the kids out. Go on, dare you. <laughs> Go on, put the kids out just to annoy Aberdeen fans. So you'd have no problem Rangers lying down to hearts? Oh, no problem whatsoever. Well, they wouldn't be lying down. They're just giving the young players an, an opportunity to play some football. What about some, when St Mirren lay down to Celtic and cost hearts the league? Was it 86? They didn't lie down. They didn't lie down? No. no. no, they, no. They, 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 it's funny. I, I believe you are of a different opinion. Last time I spoke to you about that. Um, Celtic were just a better side on the day, mate. Were they? Yeah. Were they? Okay. Don't, don't, don't let's not talk about this. <laughs> right. Okay. I could get myself in a lot of trouble. Okay. Um, right. Uh, so d- yeah, I would so like a- the- Aberdeen play Aberdeen play St Mirren on Wednesday. Aye. And then they finish off at Parkhead next week. Uh, by the way, also a, a funny wee thing that we discovered on Saturday: if Celtic lose the remaining two games and Rangers win the remaining two games, Celtic will win the league by a point. Two points. Two points. Sorry. Two points. Two yeah. points. That would be funny for Celtic fans. <laughs> so, but then it's I, a, I tell you what, Aberdeen. Let's let's turn our attention to them because if they win on Wednesday, they could be home and hosed if for Hart, third. if Hearts don't get uh, three can, points at Ibrox. Can we do the maths on this? So if Hearts draw, so Hearts get a four point, po- four points. Right, so then we're still out of it then yes. for third. So, so if, uh, basically, if Aberdeen win on Wednesday, that's get, it. at home to St Mirren, we have to then beat Rangers. Exactly. You have to match Aberdeen's result or better it. I think that's a really, really because di- I know St Mirren played really well on Saturday. They were outstanding against Celtic. Let's move on to that one then. Uh, Celtic out of sorts totally. Even though you know I saw the team come through on uh, Saturday when we were on air, and I was just like, why is he going full strength? against St Mirren like Yoko's playing Maeda was back in you know Jota was in Hitati O'Reilly it was you know it was the strongest team they could have put out Celtic have nothing to play for why is he not playing younger players to try and give them a chance and see what they're like for next season and see what they're like see if they can step up to that next level and that sort of brings me on to the sort of the conference league chat that's been going around over the last few weeks that's a joke 
a complete joke. Yeah. Celtic and Rangers have had teams in the Lowland League for the last two years. Hearts have got a team in the Lowland League this season as well. And then there's been loads of chat about the Conference League, and it's oh, oh you know, we need to. It'll help us bring through young players. Seven years there's been B teams in the Challenge Cup as well, and in that time, how many players have come through at Celtic and Rangers? I mean, that, you can count on one hand. If that this Conference League is an absolute disgrace, you don't like it, do you? If it gets voted through, it's effectively relegating. 200 teams mm-hmm. down a tier yeah. in the pyramid system and all it is is it so that Rangers and Celtic can keep more and more players for an extra two or three years in the hope that one of them comes through and it costs them peanuts to do it and the people who are saying this is going to help Scottish football it's not and they'll point to other countries they'll point to Spain and they'll point Holland. to Holland and Italy and all the rest of it but that's not the problem. The problem in Scotland is that Celtic and Rangers already have all the young players. All the best young players. All the best young players go to Celtic and Rangers anyway. And then most of them won't make it. 99% of them won't make it at Celtic and Rangers. They don't give them a chance. No. And what Rangers will probably do this season is take some of Scotland's best players, possibly Shankland, possibly Duke, because there's rumours that they're looking at both of those players. They cherry-pick the best players in Scotland and then they weaken the opposition. And that's what Celtic and Rangers have done for many, many, many years. It's all about them. It revolves around them. But there again, you can't be surprised by that because they've got the biggest fan base. They've got the biggest budgets. They're in European football year after year after year after year. So, of course, they're going to cherry-pick the best players. It's They're effectively warehousing players and stopping them from progressing as well. And they're like, oh, well, this conference league will help them. So, wait a minute. So... Playing against a couple of other B teams and some teams for the Highland League and teams for the Lowland League, that's going to really progress the players? I don't think so. No. Progressing players would be loaning them out to other teams who are in League 2, League 1 in the Championship. Championship yeah, or lower levels in the Premiership. And the thing is, it's so difficult for other teams to speak out against this as well. I know there's been lots of uh, sort of junior teams and teams in the West of Scotland League, East of Scotland League, speaking out against it, and in the Lowland League as well. But as you'll notice, teams in League 2, League 1, Championship, Premiership, who are actually voting on this haven't really spoken out against it, apart from Aberdeen, yeah. who say they won't be voting for it. And Aberdeen are right to not vote for it. But the reason that the other teams are scared of doing that, because if they come out and say they're not going to vote for this Conference League, that diminishes their chances of getting a player on loan from Celtic and Rangers next season, because yeah. they'll be like, well, you voted against our plans. And, that, and people might think, oh, that's ridiculous, that's vindictive. That's exactly how it works. Yes, it is. That is how it works. Never did I see the day that Stephen Mill would be taking on my role on this podcast <laughs> and being outspoken and controversial. I don't think I don't think I'm being controversial. You, I, think I'm, I think I think I'm speaking. Quite, you're quite level-headed. You're very good at not sitting on the fence. Would be a derogatory term to describe you, but you're very passionate about this and you're very much against this. I just think that is, and so for you to speak out the way that you're speaking tells me that you're passionate about it and you're not happy with the situation. I just think it's, yeah, Celtic and Rangers, for a number of reasons that aren't the, you know, that generally aren't their fault. They're the biggest teams, as, as we've already covered. Yeah. They don't need to do this. They'll still be the best teams in Scotland without this. But what they're doing effectively now is just keeping more players for longer. And that's not good for the players. It's not good for the rest of Scottish football. And it just makes them even stronger. I know for a fact that there are players who are playing in the B team at Celtic, who are in the Lowland League, and the B team at Rangers in the Lowland League, who are getting paid many thousands of pounds per week. You know, we're talking upwards of mm-hmm. two, three, four, five thousand pounds a week. That's more than the vast majority of teams in Scottish football can pay their players, first team players on a weekly basis. Look at like so Livingston, Ross County, etc, etc, etc. They can't pay that kind of money. So what Celtic and Rangers are effectively doing is giving these contracts to these young boys who are obviously going to take it because it's it's lots of money. Mm-hmm. If you're getting offered four grand a week mm-hmm. to be at Celtic, you'd be like, well, yeah, that's amazing. I'm 18 years old. Of course I'm going to sign that. But that means they won't be playing any first team football until they're probably about 23. And by that time, they're wasted. And what they should actually be doing is loaning these players out to teams in the Championship, League One, League Two, other teams in the Premiership, or just have a reserve league. 
We worked it worked Steve, before. We worked with Steve Cowan every single week on the Big Saturday Football Show, and if he knows about reserve football, <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does know about reserve football because he was on the bench for Aberdeen for a very long time. But you know, it worked before, and it would work again. That's the model to go down. Every team has a reserve team. Now, I, I know that there's costs involved in that as well, and other teams probably don't want to do that. It was a scandal when they got rid of the reserve league. And it was it, an absolute scandal. I just think that, you know, I, I, I see more and more people talking about it on Twitter and stuff against the, the B-team proposals and the conference league. I just feel that a lot of fans and a lot of teams are just completely sleepwalking into this. And before we know it, so it's going to happen. Do you think it will happen? I don't know because it's a full membership of the SFA that's voting for it and I think there's a groundswell building up against it now. Underneath, okay. And hopefully, hopefully it doesn't go through because I think it would be... It's another vehicle that gives Celtic and Rangers even more power and they don't need it because they've already got all the power. Yeah. And I think it's a bad move. Anyway... Moving on. You happy now? I'm happy now. I'm glad I got that off my chest. Clearly. Uh, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about Celtic St Mirren, actually, because we haven't really covered that. So, more drop points for Celtic. Not that they'll care because they've won the league, but St Mirren. They were Cur- so good. Curtis Main, he's had a cracking season. St Mirren have had a cracking season. And they're only two points behind Hibs. And that means that they're still in with a shout of finishing in those European places. So, that means their game against. Aberdeen on Wednesday night still has something riding on it Mm -hmm. still might be a huge game still will be a huge game and I think that Curtis Main was outstanding at the weekend as you just pointed out there I think he hit the post I think he missed a couple of good chances they could have gone with his hat trick if truth be told St Mirren should have won that Mm -hmm. but again I I thought what Ange Postacoglu said was really interesting I think I'm going to paraphrase here he goes it's like a heavyweight boxer who doesn't win every single round but he still gets the belt and that's what he was saying. It doesn't matter. They've got the belt. They've won the title. That's mm-hmm. what all that matters. And I thought it was a really good quote from Ange Postacoglu that, yeah, we've not won today, but that happens a lot. I remember when Liverpool won the league, I think they went on a, a run of like four games without a win after they'd won the league. And I think the same happens for a lot of teams. That, I mean, that, did Real Madrid not just lose there at the weekend as yeah, well? but they didn't win the league, so... No, sorry, Barcelona. I mean, Barcelona, did they not lose there at the weekend? I'm not entirely sure, to be when honest. When they've won yeah. the league. But I think there's a few clubs who have won the league. Napoli lost a game after they'd won the league as well. Beat Inter Milan at the weekend, though. Oh, did they beat Inter Milan there, right? They so did, I'm yeah. talking about when they'd won the league. Right, okay, yeah. Um, but no, I do... I do, I do <laughs> no, I, I, I take I, your I point. Get, I'm just pointing I, I do get the point that Ange Postacoglu was making. And a lot, there's a lot of Celtic fans who are really upset about the performance and how they were playing. You're about to win a treble. It's done and dusted. Move on, look forward to Inverness and celebrate a treble when it happens. Yeah, his quote was, a heavyweight champion of the world doesn't win every round, but we hold the belt. There you go. That's the exact quote. Brilliant quote. In terms of St Mirren, they have Aberdeen on Wednesday. They finish their season at home to Rangers next weekend. They've got a wee chance. See if they were to get results. See if they were to beat Aberdeen on Wednesday. They're right in it for a place in Europe. And then when they're at home with Rangers, you wouldn't rule them out getting at least a draw in that game. Let's move on to the other game in the top six, which was yesterday. It was Hibs 1, Rangers 3. Oh, Rangers were good. Tavernier, Hadji and Cantwell with the goals for Rangers. Uh, a really, really comfortable victory. David Marshall. <sighs> that first goal. Yeah. Tavernier free kick. Even even one of the other ones, I thought. Oh, the, the one that Cantwell scores. Yeah. Yeah, he turns his back on it. Do you know what's scared me most about yesterday and worried me most about yesterday was that Hibs had something to play for Rangers he hot to play for mm-hmm. and they made a load of changes they had no recognised striker Goldson was out King Goldson was, was out but as I'm saying and then they absolutely bossed that game at Easter I actually thought I looked at the coupon and Hibs were 3-1 to one. and I thought that's not a bad price because Hibs have got so much to play for whereas Rangers don't Thank God I didn't put a bet on Hibs because they were awful. Hibs did have a couple of good chances. Josh Campbell. No, but generally I'm talking about the overall performance. I, it wasn't great at all. Rangers Kevin boss Kevin hit the post as well. Yeah. Hibs host Celtic on Wednesday night. That's going to be on pay-per-view, by the way. And uh, obviously the Edinburgh Derby at Tynecastle next Saturday rounds off the season. Hibs haven't won against Rangers in the top flight since 2006. No way. <laughs> 
Really? In, in the top flight, yeah, because obviously they played ah, each the other cups in the cup. But, but, but in the league. And yesterday was seven years to the day since the Hibs Rangers Scottish Cup final. I can't believe that. Hibs have not won a league game against Rangers since 2006. In the top flight, because they played each other Aye, in the championship. But yeah. in the top flight of Scottish football. Mm-hmm. That's a staggering stat, that, isn't it? Yeah. Who got you that? Producer Chris. Are you sure about that, mate? Yeah, it was on sports scene. <laughs> I wouldn't believe anything Stephen Thompson told me. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I'm no doubting that. I'm no doubting that. Uh, Rangers host Hearts on Wednesday night, as we've been speaking about, and then of course they're away to St Mirren next Saturday, and that rounds it off for them. Let's move on to the bottom six, and we'll start at Livingston, shall we? It was Livingston two, Dundee United one. Dundee United equalising through Harks after Bruce Anderson had given Livingston the read. James Penrise getting the winning goal. What turned out to be for Livy. He's my pal. Uh, here's your pal. Uh, also, Dundee United finishing the game with 10 men. We'll get to that in just a wee second. But it's looking grim for Dundee United. However... It's in their hands. It is just about in their hands, yes. So, they host Kilmarnock on Wednesday night, which is going to be a blockbuster at Tanadice. And then Motherwell next Sunday at Fur Park. They win those two games, they'll be safe. Yes. However, I mean, what a position to get themselves in. Since the split, that's them lost all three matches. And they actually went into the split on decent form. They'd won three out of three. Yeah. Going into the split. And then we thought, as they're playing the teams in and around them, they'll just kick on. I'm surprised to see Dundee United in the bottom of the table. I still believe they're going to get out of it. I, I don't know why I think it. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I. I, I, I think they, well, see, Tanadice, I think they look knackered. Right, do, do you not think they beat Kilmarnock at Tanadice on Wednesday? I don't know. I wouldn't bet on it. I know they've not got Fletcher. He's out for the rest of the season. Kilmarnock it, obviously put Dundee United out the cup at Tanadice. They did 1-0. Earlier on the season. Dundee United presumably are still going to play Berrigetti in goals. You'd be <laughs> as well having a cone. Um <laughs> Eight, would, eight. would you put three cones in or just the one? I'd put three cones in instead of Birigetti <laughs> because I think he, pound for pound, looks like one of the worst goalkeepers I've ever seen in the top flight Scottish football. There, there, was, a, there was a clip. A compilation, a of, compilation. His, of his worst bits. And they were and, bad. Oh my God. <laughs> they were oh bad. my God. That was all over Twitter at the weekend. So I don't know. It's going to be a huge game on Wednesday night because obviously... Oh, Kilm- must win. Kilmarnock... Their home form has been so good this season, but not on Saturday when it actually mattered because St. Johnson won 1-0. It was Liam Gordon with the goal, and that does mean that St. Johnson are safe now. Yeah. So, I like we were saying on the show on Saturday, we think that they're, they're pretty much safe, but they definitely are safe, just the way that the fixtures work as well. Yes. So they'll always have, despite the fact they might lose the next two games, they're playing Ross County on yeah. Wednesday night, just the way the fixtures run there will always be two teams below them so well done to Stephen McLean that's St Johnson secured their place in the Premier League so it's two from three does he get the job? no Okay. same like Stephen Naismith he doesn't get the job Okay. so St Johnson as I mentioned played Ross County on Wednesday and then have Livingston next Sunday so that's going to be a dead rubber match and Kilmarnock as I mentioned played Dundee United on Wednesday and then they're at home to Ross County oh on Sunday that's the game that could be the game that determines who goes in the playoffs or relegation I, I mean it's all going to go down to the last day there is actually a scenario is there a scenario where Dundee could be relegated on Wednesday night yes if Ross County win and Kilmarnock win and then it'd come down to who would be finishing a playoff position on the last day of the season yeah it'd be right. between those two teams okay. but there is also a scenario where all the teams will be on 34 points going in the last day if Dundee United beat Kilmarnock That'll be Kilmarnock and Dundee United on 34 points. And if Ross County draw it home to St Johnson, they'll also be on 34 points. What a final day that'll be. So that would be setting it up for a massive final day in the bottom six. Uh, just finally... How many of those games are on the telly? Because it's obviously really exciting for Scottish football. <laughs> I'll tell the jokes. Uh, none. Um, so it was also Motherwell beating Ross County on Saturday with a very, very late penalty from Kevin Van Veen. We'll get to VARWTF because there was a few mental decisions in this game, I think. But that is Kevin Van Veen's ninth game in a row that he's scored. I think I'm correct in saying. Yes. What a season he's had. Obviously, and- Motherwell totally fine. Ross County, they'll be feeling very aggrieved with what happened on Saturday, I think. I don't know why. 
well, we'll get to it in VAR WTF. So that was the final result of the weekend. Let's move on to the playoffs very quickly. So on Friday night, it was a cruise for Partick Thistle. Much the better team against Air United. 3-0 winners and they have one step or one foot, I should say, in the Premiership playoff final. Obviously, Dipoak and Yemi missed the game with a back injury and Air United looked really poor on Friday night, Ewan, didn't they? We said this last week on the podcast that we thought that Partick Thistle would have the momentum. They played two competitive games against Queen's Park. They were scoring goals for fun and we always felt that Partick Thistle would have too much for United and that was three going on seven. Yeah. Partick Thistle blew them out of the water. So for me, that tie's done. It's over already. Thistle have lost just once under Chris Doolan since he took over in What's 16 matches. So the second leg is on Friday night at Somerset Park. Elsewhere in the Championship playoffs, Airdrie versus Hamilton. It was 1-0 Airdrie after the first leg and then 2-1 to Hamilton on Saturday and then it went to penalties. And Airdrie won 6-5 on penalties. So that means Airdrie will be playing championship football next season. It was a horrible way for Hamilton to lose it. And Hamilton will be playing League One football. So uh, just a wee side note as well. Callum Smith, who is a striker for Airdrie, his brother was playing for Hamilton. Oh, was he? On, on Saturday as well. So split for the family yes. there. So um, Callum will be playing championship football. Connor will be in League One. Uh, Hamilton have just kind of self-destructed, haven't they? I mean, that's yeah. two relegations in three years. Not good, is it? Not good at all. And they're in League One. They've not got the biggest of fan bases. They've not got the biggest of budgets. So that might affect them quite horribly, unfortunately, for Hamilton. So this is Airdrie's first appearance in the second tier since 2012-2013. Oh, has it been that long? And they were known as Airdrie United then. So that's before, has it been that long? Before they changed their Ten name years. back to Airdrionians. So this is the first time that Hamilton will have played in the third tier of Scottish football since 2004. League One playoffs. It's Annan who will be in League One next season. Congratulations to them. First ever time that they'll be taking part in the second bottom tier of Scottish football. So congratulations to them. So they actually replaced Gretna in 2008, Annan. And they've been in League Two since then. And this is the first time they've been promoted and they beat Clyde 2-1 at Hamilton on Friday night so that means Clyde will be playing League 2 football alongside Peterhead who also got relegated from League 1 as well so that's the first time Clyde have been in the bottom tier since 2018-19 so we'll see what happens next season whether Jim Duffy will stay in charge we do not know finally League 2 playoffs it was a massive weekend for the Spartans they beat Albion Rovers by a goal to nil which means they will play in the SPFL for the first time ever. So congratulations to them. Albion Rovers relegated out of the SPFL for the first time in 104 years. They've been a member since 1919. Wow. Let's be honest, it's been coming. Well, it has been coming, you're right. But I'm going that's, to, that's sad. I'm going to hit you a stat Go as on. well. Since 1949... There have only been six years where Albion Rovers haven't been in the bottom division. Only six years? So they've been in the bottom division every year since 1949, apart from six. It's been coming. <laughs> yes. It has been coming. But it's, been, it's taken 104 years and, for that to and, happen. And listen, wish them all the best in yes. the Lone League, obviously, and it's always sad when a team gets relegated. Can, but can this I... is why the pyramid system is good but do you think it is it freshens everything up of course it does I, yes. I, I have argued this with football fans over the years and I remember when I worked on the real radio football phone in in 2001 to 2000 this is the real football phone in with Ewan Cameron and Alan Ruff call now on 0845 100 2101 we don't need that every time I mention Real Radio. This <laughs> is the Real Football Phone-In with you and Cameron and Alan Ruff. Call now on 0845 100 2101. We used to argue quite regularly about the state of Scottish football and how you can improve it. And I've always been of the opinion there are far too many professional clubs in Scotland. Certain clubs from certain areas should join forces and create one super club. Like Hibs and Hearts. See, I didn't, I didn't mind the idea of that. Remember, there was all this talk of maybe moving to straight in and, and building a stadium that we'd both share the cost, etc., etc. No, 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 no all we that just talk. have one team. That'd and be then there was, there was Wallace Mercer obviously floated that idea as well in the 1980s. Of, and you um, were behind that? I was because it was basically hearts were taking over Hibs <laughs> <laughs> at the time. But do you know what I mean? I just think for the size of the, the country, we're 6.7 million people in Scotland. 
And we've got that, we've got forty. No, it is. It is. It literally is six point seven million people in Scotland. That's not enough for forty professional clubs. Why are you shaking your head at me? Because <laughs> it's not six. It is six point seven million people in Scotland. What is it, producer Chris? Five point four five. Shut up. Five point four. What do you? What do you? I've not made it up. You have. That uh, the six point seven million. As soon as you said six point seven million, I was like, that's not correct. So, like, the two of us thought the same thing. Right, so what did you put into Google to get that answer? Scotland population. Put the population of Scotland instead. That's the same thing. No, just do it the other way around. Do the population of Scotland in 2023. 5.45. In 2023. <laughs> Doesn't say a year. But that's, that's Have you what done it is. your own census? Yeah, exactly. Have you been running a census? Well, do you know what? In some ways, that kind of backs up my point. It's not as much as I thought it was then. So 5.3 million people live in Scotland. 5.45. 5.4 million. So, yeah, they're not 4.5. We've not got uh, 40 professional clubs. I know that's that's wrong because a lot of them are part-time, etc., etc., etc. To have four divisions, a league of 12, three leagues of 10... We've got too many clubs in this country. So I did a Canadian podcast last week, right? <laughs> From a guy who is, the name of the podcast is it's like 63% Scottish or something it's called. He is doing various episodes about Scotland because he's 63% Scottish. Got you. And he wanted to do an episode on Scottish football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just by complete fluke, he came across us because he typed in who does a big Scottish football podcast? <laughs> and I was like, yes! The algorithm's working for us. Yes, that's why we picked it. So anyway, he got in touch with me, emailed me, and I did it over Zoom, obviously. And it was fine. It was just like half an hour, and he was just chatting away, and he was like, I know nothing about Scottish football. And I was explaining just what you were saying there about, you know, there are actually so many teams, because, you know, we've got 42 in the SPFL, but then we've got the Lowland League, we've got the Highland League, we've uh-huh. got East of Scotland League, West of Scotland League, yeah. South of Scotland, you know, North League, we've got everything, right? And I was like, there are so many football teams, but it's kind of hard to change it now. Oh, you have to, though. No, no, but... but See, it, for the best of the game and for fans and for an experience... But, but then have you ever been to Cowden Beath? Of course I've been to Cowden Beath. Right, it's a shithole. That stadium is an absolute shithole. Cowdenbeath is not a shithole, though. It's got great pubs on the high street. I'm not, I, 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 I was talking about the stadium. Right. right. Have you been to FC Edinburgh? Yes. You can't see anything. I know. In the away end. I know. And I know what you're saying. In a perfect world, yes, that would be a good way to do it. You could just merge teams, and then people would be like, oh, I'll go and support this team. Correct. But people are so inbuilt and so parochial. No, they're not. Yes, they are. I, they're, okay, but then there, there are only five of them. Where do you end it then? The Celtic and Rangers merge to give themselves a better S- chance? Steven, to, to give themselves Steven, a better chance Steven, of winning the Champions Steven. League? What about Hearts and Hibs? I'm not talking about what clubs about Dundee that have and Dundee got United? an established fan base with a fantastic stadium and facilities. I'm not talking about those sorts of clubs. I'm not talking about Dundee United. I'm not talking about Hibs or Hearts or Celtic or Rangers or why Aberdeen. Not? Why not though? But I'm not. Because, but, but, but why not? Because they are established massive football clubs. Yeah, but Cow- Cowdenbeath have been around since the 1800s. Right. Why are you picking on Cowdenbeath? All of these right. teams, the majority, have been around. Stephen, so- you, you know what I'm saying. I think you're just being daft for the sake of being I'm daft. I'm not being daft. I'm not. No. You know what I'm saying is right. What I'm saying is, I see where you're coming from. Right. And in a perfect world, if we were starting Scottish football again, then yes, of course, you wouldn't have as many teams. But what gives you the right to say that? Oh, I'm not talking about you know St Mirren or or Motherwell or Hibs or Hearts, but just get rid of Cowdenbeath because I don't care about them. What about the people who actually support Cowdenbeath? But you're doing what's best for the game no, overall. Well, if, if you're taking that on, if you are really, really doing what was best for the game overall, you'd have one team in Edinburgh, you've had one team in Glasgow, you would have one team in Dundee. Well, it's like City, Liverpool and Everton, right? You may, may make a decision, pick exactly, one team. Exactly, that's but mental. They're, but they're big enough clubs to have two clubs. Look at Edinburgh. Right. Two massive football clubs in the same city well, with a massive you've fan now got, base. You've now got Spartans and FC Edinburgh. You've got four teams in Edinburgh now, remember? My point is FC Edinburgh. What's the point of so, them? So they should just merge with Spartans then? Yes. Why? Create a third club. Why? Why? And Bring what, together what difference the facilities, that? build a better stadium, build whatever you do. You can, you can take that on and apply it to Hibs and Hearts though. I would, I would also go as far to say Dundee United and Dundee. Knock those two stadiums down and go and share a stadium somewhere in the outskirts of Dundee. 
Go right. and do that. Right, but that's different. No, but what, what, stadium but, sharing's no, no, completely no. different. Well, I know that, but I'm just saying you could do things to can they can help both football clubs. You can do things that can help a town, or you can do for a certain area in Scotland. If you were to bring together three or four clubs who were in the Perth area, and you bring them together to make a, a club with one facility, one stadium. But, why? Why you? Why would you? Uh, you know the point I'm making. I know. Right? I know the point you're making, right. but I think the point you're making is mental because <laughs> it's not a. It's never going to happen, and b. All those things that you've just said, sharing stadiums, sharing resources. You know, Inverness Cali Thistle. Hi, and do you remember what happened at the time? There was a hee haw at the time, but they're loving it now. They won a Scottish Cup. They won a League Cup. They beat Celtic at Parkhead. Inverness Caledon and Thistle are an example of that happening, and it's thirty four. And years it can work. Now. It, of course it can work Right so do it Do it. More, let's see more teams do it Okay well we'll get Hearts and Hibs to merge then because, Shut up you No 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 Because what you're saying is And you're right in what you're saying you is can't, You can't compare Hearts and Hibs to Inverness Cali Thistle What I'm saying is The fans of those teams have every right to support their team And have every right to be hacked off If you just say oh, so you, you don't exist anymore <laughs> You know, if, if we're going up the levels and see all the arguments you make, you're totally right about, you know, sharing resources and then pulling together and then hopefully being a stronger team. Yeah. If Hearts and Hibs merged, they would take on the old firm. You got 40,000 seater stadium. 40,000 seater stadium, everybody pulling in the same direction. <laughs> like, where does it end? It can't be one rule for the bigger teams and the teams that have been around for ages, even though a lot of these teams that we're speaking about have been around for ages. And the reason the pyramids, and I'll go back to the pyramid system because that's where the, this all started. The reason that it was so good is because it actually creates a bit of a flow and the teams who want to progress and be better get promoted. And the teams like Albion Rovers who've been skitting around at the bottom of League Two and the bottom tier for, you know, every season since 1949 apart from six then that means eventually they get flushed down the toilet. And yeah, that's a shame, but it also you can't stand in the way of progress. So this is the best way of doing it. In fact, what, what I find hilarious about all of this is that all the teams that were in League 2 before they had relegation were so against relegation. They were so against it because they were like, oh, it'd be terrible, terrible for us. But now East Stirlingshire, uh, Berwick Rangers... Who else has been relegated? Cowden Beath. Mm -hmm. All these teams are absolutely desperate to get more promotion spots from the Lowland League. Back in Brecon City from the Highland League. Desperate to get more promotion spots from those leagues into League Two. I wish the fuck had they said anything now. Well, listen, it was your fault. <laughs> if you were going to try and take me on at that, it was a specialist subject for me. Um, a I just, specialist subject. I've, I've Here argued, I am on Mastermind. Uh, My specialist subject is Lowland League football. I just wanted to mention it was the final day of the Scottish Women's Premier League yesterday Oh, as what well. a finish. And it was a very dramatic finish. So Glasgow City won the title in the dying moments yeah. at Ibrox. Lauren Davidson with the goal, who's had a cracking season top scorer at Glasgow City and they won the title at Ibrox going into the final few moments it was Celtic who were going to be winning the league it was so, like helicopter Sunday all over again at Easter Road and Fir Park Celtic beat Hearts 2-0 at uh, Parkhead uh, big crowds uh, at both yes. Celtic Park and Ibrox as well. That's good to see. And uh, yeah, so Glasgow City won the title for the 16th time. Congratulations to them. La gente está muy loca. What the fuck? Okay, let's spin through as quick as we can VRWTF. So let's start with Hearts versus Aberdeen. Miofsky tackled by Rose just outside the box before Haring tackle on Watkins inside the box. The ref wave play on VR check, no penalty. Barry Robson greeting like a Wayne at the <laughs> at the media conference about that decision. Do you know how irrelevant that challenge is? Even sports scene didn't pick up on it and talk about it. Because I, there was nothing in it. I'll refer you back to <laughs> There was just, nothing in just that. because sports scene do or don't do something doesn't mean it's not worth chatting about. I know, but I'm just saying it, it was. Um, if anything, it was a foul on Haring. 
Okay Angus McDonald Handball while sliding in Claim for the no. penalty Supporting arm rule Supporting arm rule Not a penalty Shanklin's goal Checked for offside It was confirmed by VR We We thought it was yeah. In the tags we were watching On pay-per-view We thought That he was offside But again Brilliant movement It's the right back That plays him on Yeah And uh, Civic challenge on Miofsky In the box And the ref wave play on What's Miofsky doing? He's trying to win the penalty You're straight through it in goal Have a shot with your right foot But no he's backing into Civic There's no penalty there so a chance for Miofsky to score and he doesn't take it Celtic versus St Mirren it was a VAR check for Maine's second goal check confirmed is on site it was Callum McGregor's heel heel that played him on yeah. so it was on site uh, Jota taken down in the box by Maine claim for the penalty waved off yeah waved off right decision Marcus Fraser handball in the box from O's strike checked by VAR but no penalty given again right decision again down by his side no, but no penalty Kilmarnock versus St Johnston now Watson this is the one shown a straight red card for a tackle in Ballantyne I think it's a red card do you think it's straight red given what has been red cards this season yes I do he came he did come in with force full blooded yeah he wins the ball I think the referee's just got it right because I think his right foot is pretty high and his studs are showing I think he's unlucky but I think it's the right decision to send him off there was also a claim for a penalty for Kilmarnock Vassell after a Gordon tackle in nah, the box nah it's not a penalty Livingston versus Dundee United uh, De Lucas had the ball in the net for Livingston but ruled out for handball he's a bit unlucky it was um, oh what's his name it was, it was a ball in it from was a the ball in and then the deflection hits um, the Livingston player's hand and it rebounds in front of the player and he scores so it led to a goal so it has to be given as a no goal De Lucas himself had a handball in his own box claims for the penalty but he claimed it hit his shoulder did hit his shoulder and finally the red card for Dundee United a second yellow for uh, Betch and yeah. that was for sarcastic applauding yes you're going to get a yellow card for that what a stupid thing to do and that means he misses the game on Wednesday now let's get to Motherwell versus Ross County because I think we're going to have a disagreement about this so penalty Ross County after Butcher uh, tackles Samuel in the box VAR reviews no penalty correct there Correct. Are, so there are actually three phases to this. I thought the first one could have been a penalty. No, the first tackle. No. The, the second one, the ball sort of breaks through. Somebody half goes down, and then Butcher comes in. It's a penalty. It's not. It is a penalty though. He gets the ball. It doesn't matter. He does. It, it does. does. It, it, it really doesn't matter. No, it really does matter. It totally wiped him out. Again, you're talking utter nonsense. The first challenge it comes in. He doesn't touch him. He's then stumbling into the challenge from Butcher. And yes, Butcher takes him out, but Butcher has already touched the ball away before he hits Butcher. It's never a penalty in a million years. What well about done, the referee. Motherwell penalty? Handball in the box on Watson. Initially not given. What changed is he doing? By VR. He flicks it. It's like, it's, again, it's yeah. like he's playing basketball. He's flicking it to the to LeBron James to the right, and then oh, it's crazy. What is he thinking of? Yes. Yeah, so if he doesn't flick it, then the boy's going to tap it in. So I think he's trying to get away with one there. Stonewall penalty. Okay, let's move on then. The big Scottish football podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Okay, we've been taking your shouts this week for a Scottish football was the Middle Isle in Aldi. A big thanks to all of you for getting your suggestions in over Twitter. You can give us a follow at Big Football Scott. Get your mentions in there. So let's start with Andy Marshall says Philippe Flops Enderos. <laughs> okay, Amy Marshall, his wife, says a bottle of water. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite good, I like that. <laughs> yes! Andy King says, uh, Ferrex Electric Weed Kelly Roos. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Uh, Brian Stalker says, Stuart Kettlebell. Great. I've actually bought a kettlebell from um, the Middle Isle at Aldi's. Aye. I've got one under my bed. Fair enough. You ever used it? I did use it to, for a while. It's like one of those. It's a novelty thing. You use it for a couple of weeks and you forget about it. Graham McLean says Alan Power Washer. I also bought one there from the Middle Island Aldi. Johnny Max says Gazebo Bobo Baldy. <laughs> I've never bought one of them. Uh, a different Graham says Henry Hoover Smith. <laughs> Alex McDougleish. <laughs> Steve Gutties. <laughs> Steve Gutties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Montignani says Craig Burley Gig. Craig <laughs> Burley Gig. A Burley Gig. What's the early gig? The thing you hang your washing on in the garden. That's got a clothes horse. No, that's a clothes horse. That's for inside the house. Outside, you get a whirly gig. 
You you know what a whirly gig is? No, I don't. You abs- It's like a sort I- of. No, I, it's not, like it's like an upside down umbrella. But no, well, I, like, I, no, I know what you're talking about. It's not called a whirly gig. It absolutely is called a whirly gig. Producer Chris, I'm not going off my rocker here. But yeah, this yeah, is obviously exactly. a regional thing. I call it a whirly gig as well. Yeah, it's a whirly gig. Nah, it's not called that where I come from. A clothes, no, a clothes horse is something you use inside the house. I know what a clothes horse is. Yeah, I've got one of them outside the house. I've got one of them outside the house as well. It's called a whirly gig. All oh, right, okay. Cushion Sakala. Uh, you could have Alan Mainsaw. <laughs> you could have. Chocolate Fountain of Youth Stadium <laughs> and Pizza Oven Crans, <laughs> which I think is very good. Uh, Ross, 1874, Joe Hart Monitor, Sander Clark and Rubber Bandy Halliday. Tony Malone says Callum Battery and Pillow Flood. Alan Till says Reagan Charles Cooking Utensils. <laughs> Barbecue Kevens, Candy Halliday. Candle Halliday uh-huh. Reagan Tumulty Tool <laughs> Paul Le Guen, Will you be getting more fire pits? When will you be getting more fire What Ricky said Said Stephen Pink Himalayan Salt Mill This is a real thing apparently Pink Himalayan Salt Oh no That's good for curries And King Cholak says Malik Drillman Vacuum Beal Bags Gadget Bugera and Alfredo more or less everything you can think of so who who's the winner this week Amy Marshall well done to Amy Marshall with uh, a bottle of water uh, you have won this week Andy pass on congratulations to Amy thank you again for your tweets so next week we want if Scottish football was a stadium oh here are some of producer Chrissy's shouts Paul Telfer Park Tilford Park Fur Park Oh Fur Park Yeah Paradise in Maeda <laughs> Steve Guppolo <laughs> I'll give you that one And Pintodre Wright Yeah Dre Wright They're not bad so there you are. Get your bad. shouts in At Big Football Scott On Twitter and yes, that is it. Uh, right, listen, just to tell you what we're up to for the next wee while, and producer Chris as well, because we haven't had this conversation, obviously we're going to be on next week to reflect all the final games in the Premiership. Yes. Following week, we'll be on as well, because it's the Scottish Cup final. Yes. And the playoff final. Yes. And then the following week, we have, I believe, the Champions League final. We have the Champions League final, We're going to be right. doing a Champions League special, Chris. And then... The week after that, Scotland, a Scotland special. So you actually, you've got about another five weeks of us before you before we go off for our summer holidays. So thank you very much for having us on this week. It has been a pleasure. You and Cameron, good luck committing your crime that we spoke about at the start of the show. Yes, I'll be headed to the Bank of England in the next ten minutes. Okay, that's fine. You enjoy. I'm not really. Please, I'm not really doing that. It's just a bit of fun and a bit of a joke. And uh, I'm looking forward to Hearts uh, winning against Rangers B team on Wednesday night this has been the Big Scottish Football Podcast that's been you and Cameron I'm Stephen Mill we're back next weekend or next Monday I should say don't forget to subscribe to the show on whichever podcast provider you use so you don't miss a podcast leave us a five star review as well what's you have thank you and keep an eye on our socials for if Scottish football was a stadium get your tweets in yes. and we'll be back next week at the usual time with another brand new episode of the Big Scottish Football Podcast cheery bye for now catch ya